imagine this. Imagine you see this hot chick at the foam cannon party or what? Oh, here she is. You, you meet this, this, you know, semi good looking girl. She says, oh, I'm 33. Uh, you know, I've got my own fashion line or whatever. You meet this girl right here on the beach somewhere in Ibiza or whatever. Ibiza, right? Or you meet these two girls at a club some night and, and you fall in love with the I don't know, one on the right. Who, who, who knows, right? And she says, you know, hey, uh, I'm I'm Pernilla. How are you? You know, and you start a relationship with that person. You come to find out that she owes two hundred fifty thousand dollars to her creditors because she got involved with a guy named Simon Levine. Are you still? Well, don't worry, babe. We'll get through this together. Is that going to be you? <laughs> no, you better believe it's not going to be me. And don't let it be you, please. For me. <laughs> are you going to be the one that's going to say, you know what? That's all right. Because that's pretty much what guys do these days when they get involved with a woman who has like a lot of debt. Usually that debt is from like school, you know, from, from taking out student loans and or and or credit cards to, you know, afford their lifestyle while they are at, you know, the University of Arizona or wherever the party school is. I don't know where it is now. You know, you're you're essentially funding the decisions she made when she met the hot guy in the phone cannon party in Cancun on spring. That's right. So she's had her fun and she's ready to settle down. And you're the guy that has to spend the money to save her from her bad decisions. You're the guy who has to hold her hand after she's, you know, been with 25 chads. You're the man that has to be, you know, the, the nice guy who stepped up, you know. It's step daddy season, as it were. You have to be that guy. Uh, no. Don't ever... Let that guy be you. Spring break. Because you're, you might not be responsible entirely for the debt that she has, but once you get married, it's not that it becomes, I mean, in some cases, in some states, I think it becomes community, community debt, but it doesn't matter because your finances are still impacted by the decision she made when she was 22 while she was in college for the credit card bill that she used to buy lingerie for the guy that she's still pining for. From that's back right. in yeah, her exactly. you know, crazy party years. Right? Is that going to be you? Now, that's... Don't marry the garden tool that that sleeps with you like a, you know, like like a, like a prude, as it were. Don't let that be you. It's the extreme case. I realize that. I'm trying to... I'm emphasizing Indeed. it with an illustration here. Is Are all, all women like that? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that women hold a whole lot more debt than men do by the time they get to be 30 years old, if they've gone through, cause they're statistically speaking, women take out more student loans than men do. I can show you the two thirds more <laughs> than men do. <laughs> so when we look at student debt and you say, Oh, well I'm a woman says I'm looking for a guy who's my equal. Well, no, that's, that's a lie. First of all, a girl is never looking for equal. Okay. Not all. 99.99% of the time, she's not looking for her equal. She's looking for a guy who's better than her. Taller, stronger, smarter, more money, faster, better friends, more friends, more connected, better in every way. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios, here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content. Hit the sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, it's patreon.com slash the blog. You can also drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. Link is in the description. Let's continue. By that, do you mean a guy who has the same amount of debt that you have? 
<laughs> exactly. That's really something <laughs> that guys need to take in consideration when they are looking Literally. for a long-term partner. That's right. Hell, even uh, Tom Likas has been talking about that since like the late nineties. You know, let me see your, let me, let me do a credit check on you, right? What's your, what's your credit at 700? Okay. We can get married. <laughs> oh no. You've got a, you've got a, a Pell grant. <laughs> no, we're not getting married. Women hold the majority of student debt, at least in the United States. I don't know what it is in, over in the UK, but I'm pretty sure it's probably about the same. They hold the majority because they're the ones who are enrolling more than men. are. And here's what's funny. What's funny is that a lot of the time these girls are getting like the worst possible degree. Like it's like English degree, psychology degree. They're getting like a woman's studies degree, like just the like stuff that is so like useless and can't get a job with it. Like it's unbelievable, right? Like they're getting just the absolute worst possible, least practical garbage and and going into debt to do that like it's like double dumb right the first dumb is getting into debt and the second dumb is getting into debt over something that's totally useless and doesn't give you any money to pay back that debt at all right like i can understand going into debt to become an engineer or you know a you know a doctor or a lawyer or something like something that or a pharmacist or an architect or you know something that actually can pay the bills and you could pay the loan back but getting into debt for like women's studies or like, you know, uh, whatever they're calling the Marxist indoctrination camps of today. Like, why would you ever in debt yourself, put a literal chain and ball around your your ankle for that? Just it, it boggles the mind. By the way, this is a perfect freeze frame. <laughs> but that yet. When we get married, that becomes my community. It becomes, well, technically for the length of the marriage anyways, it becomes community debt, community responsibility. I got to pay off for, you know, one way or another, it's got to get paid off. So is that something you want to sign up for? I don't think enough guys really think about those things. So like, as I said before, if you meet this hot girl, you know, semi-hot girl at Cancun, or whatever, you know, and she says, oh yeah, I got bilked out of $100,000 because of this guy and I'm still on the hook for it and I couldn't get enough people to do my GoFundMe to absolve me of that debt. How yeah, it won't be me. See ya. Fun only. Let's get married. No. No. <laughs> ridiculous. I'm going to think twice about that. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, let's see what you say here. Bowflex or Borex. In the event of... Okay, yeah. Let's see what it says. Oh, actually, Rolla reads it. Of a woman losing a child or husband, does fertility and age affect the time to re-enter the dating marketplace? Losing a child or a husband. Um, I think those would be two different things. Also, do hormones and brain chemistry play a role in this, or is it mainly opportunism? It's so, so here's the thing. Um, if the girl loses a husband through reasons outside of her own control, of course, fertility and age affect the time to re-enter the dating market. Um, if she's young, like let's say 20 or 22, whatever, which is like an anomaly in our society, but anyway, um, she could enter the dating market and, you know, have, have a chance, right? Um, although with a child in tow, it would be a giant, you know, giant problem, right? Like it would be very unlikely that she could uh, get married, at least with a guy of the same level. It would be very unlikely. Um, and in the event of losing a child, God forbid, um, 
I mean, the older the girl gets, the less likely she is to have another child, right? But again, if she's 25, 26, 24, whatever, I mean, it, it, it's terrible. And actually, uh, the, the effects on women's psyche for losing a child is very deleterious, right? It, it hurts them a lot. Um, but they could have another kid, right? Versus if they're, you know, the, the kind of girl that gets married at 33, and then, you know, she they have to try a lot to have a kid. And so she's like 38 when she finally falls pregnant. Then she loses that child. Well, it's a much bigger problem because women's fertility sharply declines after 37. So it depends on when, right, how, how things would go. Usually opportunism, but only because women, I think, on some root level understand that they're the vulnerable sex and they need security long right they need long-term security and they date opportunistically so um for a girl it's more like what do you give her as opposed to who you are as a person they like they could hate you they could be angry at you they could be sad at you they could think you're pathetic no no not think you're pathetic they could think you're you know an an asshole if they think you're pathetic they'll never be attracted to you but if they if they respect you it doesn't matter right? Um, if you're better than her, stronger than her, faster than her, have other girls as options, taller than her, you know, more successful than her, better friends, more friends, more socially connected, give her access to a tier of society she'd never have access to. It doesn't matter if she doesn't like you. It doesn't matter if she thinks you're an asshole. It doesn't matter if, um, you know, uh, whatever, you, you, piss her off one day because women are opportunistic right so just keep that in mind if you're a superior man and she can't do better than you you're the best she's ever had and and the bedroom fun is good the chances of her leaving you even if she is mad at you is like zero um <laughs> like uh it's more important for you to maintain those things than it is to maintain the girl's mood i don't know if that makes sense longer than men do like men i don't think security at like long-term security as as big a deal for men that it will be for women uh, simply because they are the incubators of the next generation now you say well oh well, for women long-term security is extremely important right like just to think about it from an evolutionary perspective right if you're in the tribe and you don't have anybody taking care of your kid and the 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 hungry lion comes around well you can't you can't escape you can't run away so you need a protector right? So if you don't have a protector, well, end up. And then the, the kid, the kid is, you literally have to hold the kid in your arms. You think you're catching any food like that? Or you try uh, climbing a tree with a kid in your arm. So what? You have to get your friends to take care of the kid, which puts you in debt to those friends while you go pick the, the apples and give it to the, do you see what I'm saying, guys? They need a provider. They need a guy to go out and hunt. They need a guy to give them the security. That's the point. And even in modern society, right? Think about it. Girl has a kid. Like, she's got to cook for the kid. She's got to clean for the kid. She's got to buy the food. She's got to, you know, she's got to teach the kid. She's got to, it's like, it's an overwhelming task to do that by yourself. And so many girls are like, oh, I'm strong and independent. I don't need a man. Uh, I'm going to do it all on my own. Yeah, um, Except the kid ends up having very terrible results because think about how many, like how much time can be spent by two people versus one, right? How many resources can be provided by two people versus one or whatever um, by, by one guy who makes a lot more money 
and and the girl is being the stay-at-home mom. So then the the roles are uh, specialized, right? The guy works to make the money, and the girl works to you know make sure the child feels safe, make sure the child feels protected, make sure the child is well fed, make sure the child is clothed, make sure you know there's food on the table. Make sure, like you see what I'm saying? The specialized role is actually better, but you know, modern society forces most people into, into the first situation where both parents work and, you know, the kid has to be taken care of by a third party instead of specialized roles. And it's, it's a disaster. But anyway, this is why I make a case for conservatism myself, but that's, that's just evolutionary psychology. It's not just that it's, it predisposes women to thinking in terms of this guy's a good, a good choice for my long-term security. And that feeds into the fantasy of lifestyle of marrying that lifestyle that's right women don't marry the guy they marry the lifestyle they, they don't marry who you are they marry what you have what you can provide and, and i don't just mean the money you can provide i mean the activities you do the you know like it's everything it's everything all together it's the activities you do together the the places you go the the people you meet the the things you do all all of that the activities you do she marries all of that. It's not she, like she, she wants to be with that. It's not just. It's not just. Oh, he's such a nice guy or whatever. Although she'll tell her friends, oh, he's such a nice guy. I, I, except that's an insult. But you get what I'm saying. Oh, and the bedroom fund too. She marries that too. So if a woman loses a child or loses a husband, I would say for the child, that's going to fuck him up for a long time. Yeah, or uh, forever. For a husband, depends. Depends on the guy. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Women are much more intimately tied to the children than men. Like, uh, because women literally grow the kid inside their own body, right? So losing a child, especially if they've experienced the process of growing the child, or if they even gave birth to the child, and then after giving birth, the child, you know, God forbid, passes away. It's like stake to the heart. It often destroys whatever relationship that the people are in because it's just so crushing, right? But Anyway, was the guy, was a guy like, was a guy Pat Tillman? Was the guy like a confirmed alpha badass? Okay, uh, let's go on to a Rolo article. I mean, we're listening to him speak. Let's, let's read him, uh, read him right. Uh, the Apologists. Uh, okay, so post this morning, Obsidian at Just Four Guys had an excellent 10-question interview of Professor Michael Kimmel, who's been so concerned about the male anger simmering in the manosphere that he was distracted from a professorship of sociology and gender studies and executive directorship for the Center of the Study of Man and Masculinities at Stony Brook University. And he was forced by academic passions to write such titles as Guyland and Angry White Man, not to be confused with Stupid White Man. The open format interviews of semi-mainstream authors are starting to carve out a missing Manosphere niece for J4G, so I don't want to steal any of that thunder with this post. But since Angry Manospherians was a topic to jour at Ant Giggle's echo chamber, oh my stars and goddess, uh, Tinder is really a hookup app populated by men and women who just want to sleep together? I thought I'd riff a little on a few of his answers that I think are, uh, are the esteemed professor's most glaring problems. So here's one of his answers. But the real answer to your question is not why am I so different from other men, but rather how am I so similar to other men? I grew up breathing the same air, drinking the same water as you did. I believe firmly in the ideals of American democracy, and so I feel compelled as a citizen to speak out against inequality and injustice. Supporting gender equality is right, fair, and patriotically American. So this is culturally Marxist stuff, right? If if you've watched my video on uh, Jordan Peterson on Marxism, it's straight out of that. He is correct. 
He's just like the majority of quote-unquote other men suffering from a lifetime of thorough social feminization conditioning to become the, the champion a feminine identification game. His beta mindset is easily recognizable, but his game is still the same like-attracts-like mentality that's characteristic of a solid insaturation in blank slate equalism. Hugo Schweizer left a vacuum. Kimmel is just stepping into it. Be more like a woman and they'll appreciate your reference in supporting and understanding them and you'll be rewarded with reciprocal bedroom fun interest. Obviously, it's bullshit. It's a compassionate look at the lives of young men, and especially the things that these young men are being asked to do by other guys to prove their manhood. And the argument of the book is that proving masculinity becomes a sort of relentless test for guys, and that that is what we have to pay attention to. The book is sort of a catalog of how guys feel they have to prove it. Video games, um, spicy content, sports, binge drinking, sleeping with girls, initiation and hazing, all of it. It's not about how awful guys are because they're doing it. It's about how awful it is that they often feel that they're being forced to do these things that they don't want to do because they don't, other guys will call them losers. Um, here's the thing. If you're not competing as a man, you are a loser. And men are the ones that determine where a man is in the hierarchy. So keep that in mind. This is the hallmark of a feminized beta mindset, to believe that guys being guys is inherently aberrant. It's something other guys do. I could go into detail about how men giving each other crap is an evolutionary and useful vestige of tribalism, and how men would use this challenging to ensure the strength and survivability of the collective, but this would only grate against his genderist social constructs belief. It's true, though. Like, guys fight and uh, struggle to persevere to become strong for the, the, the... general bettering of the tribe why do men think they're so great because that's the kind of men that women love this discomfort with being a guy is the root disposition of many high functioning betas and particularly those seeking to better identify with the feminine in hopes that it'll pay off in bedroom fun these are the guys who never got it that crap talking in locker room jabs and this is the same male space invaded by the feminine, are intended to not just to determine masculine fitness, but to foster living, building, and measuring up to a better masculine standard that benefits both the individual and collective humanity. Risk-taking, physical aggression, and physicality in general, ambition, team reliance, and individualism, they're all part of this masculinity. That potential for violence scares the crap out of men like Kimmel, but that potential is exactly what's in need for the survival and protection of the species, which is, and it's also what women find attractive. Betas like Kimmel, who grew up in fear of alpha aggression instead of embracing and matching it, see bullying in every marginalized form of boys being boys, to say nothing of men being men when they reach adulthood and still haven't figured out how to relate to men and the masculine, beyond what the easy answers feminization has provided for them. These are the men who would explain their feminine identification game as being a personality issue. I've always related to or related better to women. For feminized male apologists, anything resembling an intrinsic understanding of masculinity is indistinguishable from hyper-masculinity. Because of this embrace of feminine primacy, the professor is probably not the best equipped to educate men on issues of anger. As such, my guess is he cannot discern, discern the difference between aggression born from anger and aggression as a vetting and honing mechanism of the male psychology. All right, back to the video here. And she's going to pine and she's literally, literally a, an alpha widow, then you, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you might watch out. But if the guy is, was predominantly a beta, did the guy kill himself? What was the, what was the conditions for that? In those, can, in those instances, she'll bring a date to the funeral. 
literally so it depends on what, right. the, what the circumstances yes. are. Yes, indeed. Hard to answer that one, but like uh, at least definitively. But those are the way those that's the way I would answer it. Uh, let's keep going. See if I can catch up a little bit here because I think I've been staying on top of She'll these. Bring well, you guys have been pretty active in the chat while <laughs> I've been yammering on here. Mm, I do have one more thing I want to show you guys before uh, I'll just I'll take questions later on. But um, let's keep going. Ah, there we are. What you got? Uh, talk about colossal end <laughs> end around the hypergamic filter. Yes. Um. Let's keep going down a little bit. Oh, there you are. Oops, sorry. Um, where did I put that? Oh, hey, it's Joe. Smiling Joe. I love my I grandson. I love you, my grandson. That's you. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> you get one. You're goddamn. You right. get one of those. That was pretty. That was pretty. Pretty good. Uh, Rolo, when's the good? Okay, I already told you. Guys, told you when that's coming out. And let's go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep go. Oh, I got to the bottom. Okay. Uh, what'd you say, Sam? Oh, Sam says this. Um, the rational male. Oh, hola, hola, Rolo Tomasi. The rational male is the only world-class expert on international or <laughs> intersexual, international, international, intersexual dynamics. The only person on earth that's connected all of these dots. Men underestimate his exponential brilliance. Why? Yes. I, look, check out. Wow. Okay. But yeah, I do recommend uh, The Rational Mail if you've never read it. In fact, it's on my Patreon. I'm reading it as an audiobook. Uh, if you guys don't want to read it yourselves and just want to listen to me speak it, I have that on my Patreon. It's it's happening right now. A big brain on Rolo. Boy, you wouldn't think so if you saw me in the rehearsal studio yesterday. <laughs> We're acting like idiots in there yesterday. Yes, wait, here you go. Guilty, guilty, That's me. guilty, guilty. Yes, I am guilty. I'm, I'm horribly, horribly guilty. Now, um, a couple last little things here. Uh, as I said before, uh, Simon Lviv um, looks an awful lot like some of the other people that some other some other people, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to say who, but let's look at these guys here. Oh, wow. Interesting. God, that's too much. That's OK. This is. This is too similar to um, a certain bald man with a, with a bright uh, green tattoo that coils around his right arm. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's looking a lot like that, isn't it, guys? Too close. That is too much right there. Um, what else did I have for you? Oh, okay, so there's that. Okay, the last and last, uh, lastly here, I, I meant to put this as, as part of his downfall. Um, as I was saying before, he's still hustling. The guy decided that uh, instead of be of hustling women, he's going to hustle other people. And now he's got an entrepreneur thing going on. I'm sure he's probably got some class. I'm sure he's got something on Gumroad pretty soon, too. And he can teach you how to be a, a successful businessman and is literally trying to pivot over to the positivity porn, success porn hustle of a lot of other people. And I think that that is kind of iron. You want to talk about unironic or ironic? That's ironic. So there you go. Anyway, guys, uh, let's go on to the Reddit post here. Girlfriend, 22 female cheated on me, a 22 male, a year and a half ago. This isn't the typical style that one would call cheating, but it is in my book. And I'm not sure what to do. I sent my girlfriend streaks on, uh, uh, on Snapchat tonight. And curiously went through her messages with an ex of hers that has been, quote-unquote, just a friend. By the way, if your girl 
is still friends with her exes. You are a C-star CK, my friend. She is an alpha widow. She's going to sleep with those exes. And you're going to be the C-star CK that has to pick up the pieces. So don't be that guy. That is a gigantic red flag. The girl is for fun only. Just keep that in mind. So to preface this, she snooped through my Snapchats with friends of mine on multiple occasions. So this is only fair. I found a video she sent to him of her in new jeans in which she shows off her bum. And over the next few months, several selfies of hers that he saved in chat. I just proposed to her two months ago and I'm having severe second thoughts. Yeah, uh, that guy's the alpha and you're the beta. Because she's sending pictures to another guy while agreeing to marry you. So you are the security, the provisioning, the long-term security. And she's going to go and have a kid with this guy. Why have a kid with you? She's got the alpha in the bank. She's got him on Snapchat. By the way, Snapchat is a cancerous application. If your girl has Snapchat, gigantic red flag. Just keep that in mind. All right, um, 116 upvotes. So you're considering marrying someone who, one, snoops through your stuff frequently because she doesn't trust you, and two, shows off her bum to her ex. Three, refers to an ex as just a, as just a friend, but sends him provocative photos. Do those th- seem like things you want in a marriage? You've caught your insecure girl cheating on you emotionally, if not physically. Any age is too old to be putting up with that, let alone 22. Yeah, unpropose. 27 upvotes. Uh, yeah, oh, here's a terrible comment, by the way. Here's, this is g- uh, crabs in a bucket, okay? Listen to this. You're 22. What's the rush to get married? Please reconsider and wait. The number of posts on here by people who clearly got married too young is astounding. The type of shit she's pulling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, 22-year-old men shouldn't marry, but I assumed it was referring to the girl. No, no. Men shouldn't marry at 22. Yeah, I, I, I totally didn't even... Didn't even think to comment on that. No, it's true. Men at 22 is too young to be married. Like, like you need to be like 35 plus to get married, guys. Just keep that in mind. We're not getting married here at, at, at 22. Stupid decision. Okay, here's a comment. I'll read it and then we'll end the video. The universe just did you a huge favor by showing you who she is. Return the favor by breaking it off. Conversely, you can spend the rest of your life going through her crap... And wondering who she's contacting. People like her need attention from anyone. Just one person isn't enough. Sorry, bro, bitter pill to swallow, but better now than 19 years down the line when you have a house and kids. Also, forgot to mention, when a partner accuses you of cheating, many times it's them projecting. They're accusing you of what they themselves are doing. Just keep that in mind. Okay, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, guys, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could also uh, drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. There's a link in the description. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my videos. I really do appreciate it, especially if you made it to the end. You guys are wonderful. Uh, Take care of yourselves, guys, and I will see you next time.